0: I am changing Every single move you're making Sense of analyzed predictions Far beyond the comprehension I've been tortured with arriving Thoughts to stop a star from shining Hello everyone and welcome to a very special episode of the Men in Tights podcast. On this one, if you follow me on threads at Men in Tights pod, uh, you'll know that I've already kind of spoke about what I was going to be doing on here. It is a new little segment I'm doing on here called Wrestling Reflections. For the inaugural uh, episode with this segment, I decided to look back on attending the very first Ring of Honor pay-per-view in 2007, Respect is Earned. This is also the first time I've ever watched a Ring of Honor show at all, I had been aware of Ring of Honor for a little while. I had been aware of some of the people who were wrestling there, who had wrestled there pre- previously. Like I had known of Samoa Joe being there, I had known of CM Punk being there, AJ Styles, and so on. Once I heard that they were also living in New York at the time, obviously, and heard that they were coming to a show at the Manhattan Center, decided, you know what, let me get check this out. And yeah, it was May 12, 2007. And once I got to the building and got my ticket, went to the show, realized that it's the taping of their very first pay-per-view, and I had no prior knowledge to that. But realizing that I was at a pretty historic moment for the company, getting to be on, be there for their first pay-per-view, it was pretty cool. And they were, and they were taping it, and it would air on June, July 1st, 2007, because at the time they were still finding their footing with pay-per-view releases, because they had. Previously, been DVD distribution, home video distribution. It's a pretty stacked card. I mean, I can't remember exact details of it off the top of my head. I can just only go by the feeling and the nostalgia that I I feel looking back on it. Almost 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, almost 20 years ago. 17 years ago. Just about 17 years ago. May will be 17 years since the this event happened. And let me look through the matches that happened on this show. And not all of them aired on the pay per view, so I will distinguish which ones were the dark matches that were aired on the show. We got the first match was Brent Albright versus Tank Tolan. Takeshi Morishima, Ring of Honor World Champion at the time, taking on BJ Whitmer. BJ Whitmer is now one of the agents or producers at All Elite Wrestling. Um Mero Fuji, I don't remember how to pronounce the first name. Mero Fuji versus Rocky Romero from Rapongi Vice in New Japan. The next match was another dark match. We had Davey Richards versus Eric Stevens. The Briscoe Brothers, the late Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, taking on the team of Claudio Castagnoli and Matt Seidel for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. The next dark match that we had on here was Sarah Del Rey, taking on Daisy Hayes. Sarah Del Rey, the trainer at the uh, WWE Performance Center. The other dark match on here was a Tag Team Scramble, which was a uh, Jimmy Rave. And Adam Pierce, yeah, got to see Adam Pierce, Raw General Manager, taking on Pele Primeo and Mitch Franklin, and the Irish Airborne, which is uh, Jake Crist and Dave Crist, and Kevin Steen, now Kevin Owens, and El Generico. Now, El Generico, everyone keeps saying that that's Sami Zayn, but I don't know, I mean, he doesn't look like Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn has a his physical form is built a little differently. Beard is much different than his as well. It's a much thicker beard. I mean, and mean, last I heard, El Generico is you know running in an orphanage uh, down in Mexico. Although I did hear that the orphanage burnt down. Yeah. Those of you who know, you know. Uh, and then one of the other matches on here, we had Roderick Strong taking on Delirious. And, uh, and then the main event tag team match: Takeshi Morishima teaming with Brian Danielson. Take on Nigel McGuinness and Kenta. A lot of notable names listed on this pay-per-view. Uh yeah, Briscoe Brothers, Kevin Steen, El Generico, Adam Pierce, Roderick Strong, Brian Danielson, Nigel McGinnis, Claudio Castagnoli, Matt Seidel. Yeah, several, several names that have gone on to have very successful careers along in WWE and then all elite wrestling. Nigel McGuinness, commentator for AAW right now, Brian Danielson, former WWE champion. Working in AEW, alongside Claudio Castagnoli, is part of Blackpool Combat Club, Rocky Romero as I said, Pongy Vice in New Japan, Briscoe Brothers, probably the greatest tag team in Ring of Honor hate wrestling history. The experience of getting to go to a non-WWE event for the first time in my wrestling fandom was a pretty exciting experience to say the least. I, Because up until that point I had only been to, well I haven't been to a lot of wrestling shows. Even... Now compared to a lot of people, a lot of people that I know, especially, but up until that point, I had only gone to the Madison Square Garden house show in 1996 before WrestleMania 12 and then a Madison Square Garden house show in 2004, which essentially was just a preview of the vengeance pay-per-view that happened a month later. Sorry, it was the Saturday before the Great American Bash in 2004, which great show, by the way. main evented by Chris Benoit and Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship and a little brief side note about that show it was a good show from top to bottom main event was awesome but really the highlight for me was getting to experience Triple H's entrance in Madison Square Garden and if you've ever gotten to experience a a Triple H entrance the game played by you know from Motorhead pretty damn cool besides all that the Ring of Honor Respect Discern was my first non-WWE show that I'd ever attended And I would go on to go to a few more Ring of Honor shows over the year before I eventually moved to North Carolina. Went to a nice little indie show over there, and I'll eventually talk about that one as well. I mean, I've talked a little bit about it on some of the videos that I've shared on the YouTube channel. Shared my autograph poster of Mickey James. Mickey James was such a sweetheart when I got to meet her that day, and the the atmosphere and the community of fans that I met and interacted with at that show was very warm and welcoming environment and and i didn't have any like shirts that i at the time that i thought i could have worn there for ring of honor so had a white t-shirt plain white t-shirt and decided to just draw the ring of honor logo on the front and then on the back do the wwe logo the tna logo with the x's crossover kind of inspired by that one ecw fan and beyond the mat if anyone who's seen beyond the mat you know who i'm talking about and inspired by the a hoodie that he had worn on there for the for the for ECW's first pay per view. Interesting, just just funny enough like that. Uh, and just put I put no 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 st- silly gimmicks, just wrestling. Got a lot of compliments for that shirt, which I guess you can kind of compare the Ring of Honor crowd back then, especially to the ECW crowd of the 90s during you know that era of professional wrestling, Monday Night Wars, Attitude Era. The camaraderie and the unity that was felt among the ECW fans felt that very much with the Ring of Honor fans. At that show, and then the other shows that I went to later on, it's, it's the example of the positive side of being a professional wrestling fan, in which I've you know touched about it on the last episode of the podcast, talking about the you know the Mystic Man scandal being the ugly side, the dark side, if you will, of, of professional wrestling, but then the, the the light side, the positive side. This show highlights the light side, the positive side, the beautiful side of professional wrestling. Because every match on this show, however long or short that they were, were were all good and exciting matches. I mean, the first match, well, the uh, Takeshi Morishima and BJ Whitmer, was a just under three-minute squash match essentially, because uh, Morishima was a very dominant Ring of Honor World Champion at the time. Though he would eventually lose the championship, match, but Guinness would be a dominant champion afterwards. Then, uh, yeah, there was the aftermath of this match that would lead to the main event. Which was again, Brian Danielson te- teaming up with Morshima, taking on Nigel McGuinness and Kenta. Some people might remember Kenta as Hideo Atami uh, uh, in NXT. And uh, Nigel McGuinness was also uh, Desmond Wolf in TNA Wrestling. Kevin Steen, of course, is now Kevin Owens. Adam Pierce running Monday Night Raw. I kid before we get El Generico is Sami Zayn. Of course, everybody knows that. The running joke, the inside joke is that El Generico, Sami Zayn, not the same person, which I-, I love that they actually kind of touched on that in the my rise on ww2k23 where they had a, a variation of it that it was all el ordinario but yeah just getting to experience it would mean it was indie wrestling yes but looking back at the landscape of professional wrestling at the time like in the 90s it was wwf wcw ecw and then 2007 during that time it was WWE, tna and then ring of honor that's why i say ring of honor especially during those years that era of ring of honor was very much like ECW during the '90s. You felt that vibe in the Manhattan Center, which ECW did. Used do a lot of shows at the Manhattan Center and Hammerstein Ballroom. We didn't treat each other like trash. We were not. We weren't rude to each other. No negativity. It was all just. We were all there to enjoy professional wrestling, enjoy great wrestling, because we love professional wrestling. Getting to see the fast-paced, high-impact. Hard-hitting action. Every single match on the show, even the women's match with Sarah Del Rey and Daisy Hayes was a six-minute match. But they just, from what I can remember, beat the shit out of each other. So hardcore. And it was great. And if I can recall, I, I would say my favorite match that I can remember. I wish I could, if if there's, if the, that video of the show is still out there, whether it's on YouTube or the DVD for it is available anywhere, I would love to get my hands on that. So I can re-re experience this great show. But my favorite—I can remember—my favorite match was the World Tag Team Title match, Briscoe Brothers versus Claudio and Matt Seidel, That I got to experience wrestling with all these people. Getting to see Brian Danielson before he became Danny Bryan in WWE. Getting to see Nigel McGuinness when he was still an active wrestler in his prime. Getting to see Adam Pearce. Before he would go on to success and fame as NWA World Heavyweight Champion and now General Manager of Monday Night Raw. Getting to see Kevin Steen before he would go on to reach greater heights as Kevin Owens, Al Gennarico before reaching the great heights of Sami Zayn, and seeing the Briscoe Brothers before the you untimely know, passing of Jay Briscoe, Claudio you know, Castagnoli before we got to see him as Cesaro in WWE and the great success that he had there and then the success he's seeing now yeah this show is just again the great example of why i love professional wrestling and then the other two ring around shows that i went to one was a death before dishonor it was later that year in november getting to see harley race at that show was an awesome awesome experience getting to see misawa the late great misawa was also an awesome experience uh getting to see a necro butcher who, who would go on to see some Little bit of little little bit of a fifteen minutes of Hollywood fame in the wrestler, a little over a year later. And Then getting to see a show that the following year, I can't remember what the name of the show was, but I believe it was in May of two thousand eight. The main event was Claudio versus Nigel McGuinness for the World Championship, and it was awesome. Um I mean I'm happy that Ring of Honor is still going under Tony Khan's ownership, but just for me it's not not exactly the same as it was back then or not to say that it's not a good product it's still a good product still ring of honor I, I do miss that time just like I miss that era of TNA wrestling as well but as I've stated many many times where we are right now currently with WWE, TNA, AEW, NWA, MLW, New Japan, CMLL and so on we are living in the greatest era of professional wrestling we are in the cinema era if you will of professional wrestling um which yeah, if you saw that a teaser trailer that WWE released for wrestlemania 40 yeah this it is cinema <laughs> and yeah i'm gonna look see if i can find on youtube the, the respect discern pay-per-view or if i can find uh a good uh, dvd uh for it whether it's on ebay or even ring of honor's website if there, if the if i can find that there or if anyone can help me look for that Please do so. And, you know, because I remember there was the DVD for the indie show that I saw in North Carolina that I wish I would have gotten my hands on it while it was still there, because I got to see Generico there again. And uh, Paul London was there, too. Uh, Tommy Dreamer was on that show. Necro Butcher. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, uh, after he had been released from WWE at that time, 2010. And Mickey James. Amber O'Neill, the former wife of uh, Luke Gallows. And... Several other cool people. Christopher Daniels was on that show. I, th- I think he actually wrestled. Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. I mean, you can see the tag match uh, with Paul Lennon teaming with El Generico. That match is on YouTube, and you can actually see me in the crowd with my wife at the time, um, ex-wife, really. But yeah, you can see me in the crowd. I'm wearing a cool little little green plaid flannel shirt. I have a Halo Three hat that Mickey James complimented me with. Um, that's one. That's what I'm gonna do, you know, throughout this week as I prepare for other content that's coming to the to the podcast of the YouTube channel be on the lookout for that if you want to get in the conversation of all that with me just hit me up on threads at Pod. and uh, yeah that's going to do it for this episode of the Manitites podcast I hope I did a good enough job reflecting on this pay-per-view respect is earned I have the little program right here for it and uh, it's not like the traditional program where it has like a whole rundown of what the show was it kind of highlights the uh, build up uh, Pro Wrestling Noah and Ring of Honor because that was the big story at the time uh, heading into this pay per view especially and uh, yeah you know it's a good little piece of history that I guess I get, I get to own right here and uh, if you would like to also check out my last episode of the podcast that I recorded kind of as a bonus episode uh, where I discussed the fallout of the WrestleMania 40 press conference and some of the other stuff that came out from that. And some of the other wrestling news, like, you know, from uh, TNA Wrestling, AEW, the Vince McMahon Scandal. And uh, just check out that. Comment on the YouTube video. Comment on the YouTube video for this episode as well. Or you, know, you can hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on threads. Both of those are at and, uh And if you've seen, again, if you've already followed me on threads, You've seen the post that I'm you know inviting anyone who would like to be a guest on here to discuss professional wrestling, superheroes, comic books, movies, uh, video games, mental health awareness, hit me up on my DMs on Instagram and we can coordinate all that stuff. I've had several people reach out to me, it's a little overwhelming, but I'm genuinely appreciative and grateful that people actually cared enough to reach out to me for that. And uh you know, See how my schedule looks because over the next few weeks, my work schedule is going to be kind of crazy. Because you know, my job they're d- we're doing a remodel in a few weeks, so not sure how my schedule is going to be for that week. But um, anyone who has already reached out to me, just you know, continue to reach out and I will let you know how everything is on my end. You let me know how things are on your end, and we will coordinate everything so that I can get some of the conversations with a lot of you and uh yeah and yeah subscribe if you're not already youtube spotify apple podcast podbean um uh, so on and so on the links will be in the description of the episode support me on the Menatites podcast store my posh store my uh ebay store those links will be down there as well oh and check out the Menatites blog i haven't posted on there in a while that's time i posted was my four-part series on the last of us um check that out. That link is in the description as well. <clears throat> also check out uh my TikTok. I've been posting some fun stuff on there too. Uh follow me on Snapchat. I'm not I don't post as frequently on there. Um but you know still have a lot of fun on there too. Um you can also check me out on Vero, that's another one that I'm pretty active on. Um yeah all the links and all that stuff will be in the description for the show. And uh, Again, thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing, and I truly and genuinely love and appreciate every single one of you. And again, everyone who has reached out to me in the last few days, uh, especially through threads, I am genuinely grateful and appreciative of the support that I've gotten from a lot of you. And you know, just get—I'll try to respond to all of you as as soon as I can. And you just gotta give me time because I'm not—I'm not so used to having so much, uh, positive attention like this, but you know, I really appreciate it, and I will reach out and get back to everyone when I can, as soon as I can, and, uh, yeah, this has been the times podcast, I am Julian, and I will see all of you on the next one, Bye bye